I can hear you. Do you not know the words of the song? What are you doing? <laughs> no, hold on. I'm thinking. I can hear you. I'm trying to think of how to make it into a podcast joke because it's right there. <laughs> I, with I can hear you, it's like right there to turn into a podcast joke. I'm just not sure what <laughs> it is yet. I can hear you. So I will. So it's <laughs> into the podcast. Yes. Into the podcast. Into the podcast. <laughs> okay. Um, this Excellent. is no, it's allowed. That was my impression sure of if Nick Nolte sang the song in <laughs> prison too. And he has. Just to be clear. <laughs> this is, my name's Jackson. Yeah, I'm out of line. We already did that. Uh, did we? Okay, cool. <laughs> I have roommates, so it was too loud. Uh, <laughs> I okay. So Adeline, convicted for recording a podcast. <laughs> um, okay. I have some serious business to attend to here. Okay. Yes. No jokes right now. Okay. Uh, last episode was in fact our fiftieth episode. Oh. Um, and we did totally forget about that and not do anything about it. So, here's what I propose. Okay. Uh-huh. This will be 51, the next one will be 52. After 52, okay. 52 is a year's worth of podcasts, right? Uh-huh. Even though it wasn't technically a year because we skipped some weeks at a certain point. Don't but worry about it, don't worry about it. Whatever, that's a, we'll say that's a year's worth of podcasts. Episode 53, we kickstart No Nerds Allowed, phase two. Okay. Okay, new we art. we get Ant-Man up in this bitch? <laughs> yeah, we start, no, yes, we do get Ant-Man. Hold okay. on, though. New art. Okay. This time, neon lights, 80s aesthetic. We're both wearing Jordy LaForge glasses. Okay. Um, non, non-joke, we have a Pokemon Let's Play series we just started doing. We'll start uploading that. Okay. Uh, that could be part of No Nerds Allowed, phase two. Okay. Um, we're going to split our YouTube channel into two, like we've been saying we're going to do, where we have the podcast in one spot and other stuff in another spot, right? Okay. And um, more guests. I've been trying to get more guests lately, and I wanna I wanna keep that up. I wanna spread my tendrils. More guests, because I feel like we have more fun when we keep have guests. Keep your fucking tendrils to yourself. <laughs> no, sir. I'm spreading my tendrils. Okay. How do you feel? No nerds allowed. Phase two. Any ideas? I like it. Yeah, okay. you got dreams. You got guts, kid. And we also have an email address. I haven't talked about it yet, but we have an Why email address. Why do we have address. an email address? Because <laughs> I needed it to sign up for the Instagram that I don't use. But our email address is nonerdspod at gmail.com. Send us some fucking mail. So people can email it? I guess that's the so, thing. Never yes, mind. so they can email us, ask us questions, request movies perhaps, request guests. I don't know. Be, be in communication with us. No, I get it. Okay. I just forgot that it was the 90s. <laughs> what else? You, are you on email? Are you <laughs> if you are on email, you can email us at <laughs> nonerdspod at gmail.com. Send us some mail. We'll answer some questions from some fans. How come we, everyone else on the planet shortened podcast to cast and you chose to shorten it to pod? <laughs> um, I don't know, because I'm quirky like that. <laughs> my absence yes okay so adeline your ideas no nerds allowed phase two we get ant-man up in this bit we get ant-man as a guest we've already we've already discussed this the guardians of the galaxy yes. and ant-man are going to be on the podcast yes what else uh recasting oh okay okay so we get tom holland <laughs> to play instead you. of me yeah, yeah and then we can replace you with like and Anya Taylor Joy, you know. Yeah, uh huh. Exactly. Then it's um, someone what do we to do? really pull in the Gen Z, you know. <laughs> exactly. No, Anya Taylor Joy is not a good choice. Saoirse Ronan. We're Tom Holland and Saoirse Ronan now. <laughs> you really see yourself as Tom Holland? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just the young hot star. He's gonna, oh, okay. He's in every movie ever now. Apparently, I mean, you're right. He's the you're one who's right. gonna pull in the big bucks. And you kin him. 
I could be, would you rather I be Timothy Chalamet? Sure. <laughs> Listen, whoever you want to kin is up to you. I can be Timothy Chalamet. I could be Lucas Hedges. You I could be, be Danny DeVito. Jacob Tremblay, maybe. How old is Jacob Tremblay? Is he old enough to curse? Probably. Who's the kid from Stranger Things? Oh, Finn Wolfhard. Let's get Finn Wolfhard. Finn Wolfhard. <laughs> now that's a catch. Okay, wait, Adeline, can you explain what Zaddy is to me? What, what? Do you know what Zaddy is? I don't know what that is. Okay, I don't know what it is either. So but now we're just both going to look like idiots Wait, use, on this it, use it in a sentence. I don't know. It's just something people are calling people who are hot now. Instead of saying daddy, they say zaddy with a Z. I've literally never seen that. I don't know why it's different, but apparently there's a distinction. I don't know what it is. I've literally so, never seen that. <laughs> now, that I, now that I have expressed that I have no idea what it means, I'm going to start using it. All, all right, cool, great. That doesn't sound problematic at all. <laughs> Part of my new lexicon is zaddy. It's going to be like, oh, that's what we call the Nazis who are super cool. And you're going to be like, oh, damn it. God damn it. But that's God, I said that to my pastor. Oh, my damn pastor. it. I'm at confession and I'm just like, I've been using zaddy all the time and I don't know what it means. I don't know if I need to confess about that, but just in case... Um, Just in case it ends up being real bad. Um, Okay, look. Okay, I'm going to go Urban Dictionary. Oh, God. Or should I just not know? Would you rather I look it up or would you rather I just not know? Maybe look it up. It's it's just going to be like, like daddy, but in reference to Zach Efron. Like, that's what it's going to be. It's going to, well, it's probably just going to be like, it's just what we say instead of daddy now. Because it's funny. I bet. That's that's saying that when you're getting old, when people start saying things and you're just like, what, what is this from? Like, um, a fine, handsome and sexy ass, intelligent man that makes you smile and drip every time you see him. Um, so yeah, it is just like uh, sexy guy. So why is it? Why did we move on from daddy to zaddy? Why did we move? Why did we change it? What happened to daddy? <laughs> yeah, what happened to daddy? Like, I didn't like that one either, but at least it, like, made sense, I guess. Right, like, I, like I understood it. Yeah. <laughs> These kids today, they're just making up sounds. <laughs> What's your least favorite slang word? Probably low-key. Like, when people are like, I low-key, like, hate that thing. I'm like, yeah. just... Just say you like it and move on. Like I don't know. Like no one has ever said low key and like needed to say low key. Like that's never (laughs) that's never been. That's true. That's true. Um, It's just part of this. Like I don't know. People are afraid of being too sincere about things. Yeah. So whenever they express a genuine emotion, they have to be like, but only a little bit though. Yeah. Only just I like low key love. Insert thing here, and I'm just like, you just like that thing. You don't need to say you low key whatever. Just you like it. (laughs) Um, I don't like Stan. I don't. I don't get it. I hate Stan. Yeah, I don't know it why co- I hate it, comes it so much. It from an unhealthy obsession with celebrities. Like that's literally what it's from. <laughs> but it's just like I. It's not even necessarily what it represents. I'm fine with with that as a concept. I just think calling somebody a Stan is the ugliest turn of phrase ever, and I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it's like I Stan whatever. And I just, it's just, like it's, it's such a, a it's such a phonetically awful word. Yeah, like, it's not good. Uh, I stand Captain Marvel's cat. It's like, nah, fuck off. That is, is no good. <laughs> Fucking Waluigi stands. <laughs> what if Captain Marvel's cat was named Waluigi? That would make the movie at least 20% better. Did you ever actually see Captain Marvel? I still have not seen Captain Marvel. <laughs> it's fine. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Well, because I think, honestly, because when uh, Wonder Woman came out, everyone was like, Wonder Woman is the best movie on the planet. And honestly, I thought Wonder Woman was just okay. Like, I liked it, but right. it was, like, just okay. And I think if Mrs. If Ms. Marvel had come out first, I think people would have been like, oh, Mrs. Marvel is the best movie ever made. But because yeah. it came out after Wonder Woman, people are like, it's just an okay movie. Yeah. And they, I don't know. And they were right. I'm trying to think, because I also don't like Wonder Woman that much. I, th- I think I like it better than Captain Marvel still. I'm still... Remember remember in Wonder Woman when... when she goes across, across <laughs> No Man's goes, Land? She goes across No Man's Land because she's just cool and confident. And it Because it all of those that... soldiers who died in World War II are just idiots. <laughs> they just weren't 
confident enough. Or World War One. <laughs> Which World War is it? If World War One. If they just let women fight in World War One, it wouldn't if have even been a problem. If they would just being fucking cowards and would just walk <laughs> across the mo- no man's land. All they then, needed was one woman to show then them. Then we wouldn't have war anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good movie though. Um, <laughs> I, I liked it. Um, remember... Um, Remember Wonder the, Woman, where they're like, hey, don't kill this guy in a public place, and then she just goes to a party with the sword down the back of her backless dress, and we cool. all have to pretend like it's not the most obvious thing on the planet? No, that was cool, though. That, you like that part? <laughs> yeah, I like that part. I was more hung up on the fact that, like, Diana is just, like, do making, like, super bad decisions all the time. And then every time everybody's like, yo, fucking don't do that. We're, like, supposed to think they're the villain because they're trying yeah. to control I mean, her with their white hands. That's, just, that's, just, that's like, a part of Captain Marvel's character, though, that, like... That's, like, just always been a part of her character. That, like, remember that time in the comic books where they're like, hey, if you fly, you'll die? And she was like, fuck you. And then she <laughs> yeah. flew, and then she died. It's like, yeah. that's just that's just who she is. And that's right. fine. But that's not always how Wonder Woman is characterized. So when <laughs> right, Diana yeah. was just like, fuck you, and did things, I was like, why are you, why are you like this? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, I don't know. There's, it has this attitude of, like, all of the world's problems are just because of like patriarchal bullshit and none of it really matters it's all just about men's ego or whatever and but then she's like i'm gonna fucking assassinate this world leader and everyone's like fucking don't like (laughs) please don't do that the movie's position seems to be like that she should do that i don't know it's just weird it's weird it's weird (laughs) anyway we watched frozen too frozen too okay we had a big fight about frozen too we both like this movie a lot. I came at it with a hostile energy about the things that I don't like about it. And then we got in a big fight and we started the podcast over. <laughs> okay, what happened was, I watched Frozen 2 for the first time since I watched it outside of theaters. And I was like, oh, goddamn, Frozen 2 is so good. Oh, fuck yeah, the colors and the art and the aesthetic. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck yes. Elsa going going into the ocean over and over again. Hell fucking yes. And I sit down and record with that energy. And then Jackson's like, remember when she runs into the ocean? And I'm like, yes! Remember when she runs into the ocean? It's so good! I still don't know why she runs into the ocean. It's so good! Okay, okay, okay. So here's what I'm gonna do. She's fighting the ocean, and there's the horse, and the horse is, like, dragging her down, and she's gotta, like, confront it, and it's, like, a fight scene, and she keeps getting, like, pulled down over and over again. It's fucking baller. So here's what I'm gonna do. Yes. I'm gonna only say nice things about Frozen 2 until the end. Okay. And then I say all the bad things all at once. How does that sound? And then you will hear the sound of a Glock, and then the podcast will be over. You can criticize it at times if you want to. Yeah. I do, um, I do, okay, wait. I if you one... say something you don't like, am I allowed to agree with it? Or should I wait till the end? Yes, you, yes, you can be allowed to agree with it. I, okay, I okay. have I have one big criticism, but it's also at the end. So we'll, we'll do a last second dunk <laughs> session, and then that'll okay. be it. Um, okay. Uh, so, okay, we we talked about this. So we don't think... <laughs> We're gonna just do say some of the same things that we said before. Just, just some pretend of it was like still we good. haven't had the conversation. Okay, all right, before. all right, all right, all right, all right. So do we? So we don't think that Frozen's mom is Rapunzel anymore, right? Oh, wait, don't say that again, because that was. The- <laughs> <laughs> I wanted well, to talk God about the theory. God has given us a second chance, and I'm not gonna mess it up. <laughs> wait, no, say the say the theory again. Okay, first of all. Because so, so I thought the theory, I thought the theory was that Frozen's mom was Rapunzel. No, the theory. First of all, in Frozen, Rapunzel's in it, like she's there, and that's a part of it. But second of all, the theory was that the boat in Ariel and the Little Mermaid is Elsa and Anna's parents' ship that crashed, which is debunked by this movie. But the idea was also that they crashed the boat, and then the mom and dad wash up on an island, and they become Tarzan's parents. Who are killed in Tarzan, but that's also debunked by this movie. So that whole like interweaving like universe theory that they had of all the Disney movies like totally doesn't work anymore. Right. And honestly, I'm fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, that's fine. Why don't no, we I'm say? I'm not that torn up about it. Why don't we say that movies just bunk fan theories? 
What if they confirm it? Why don't we say that it bunks? That theory? <laughs> Dude, Instead this of bunks. debunks? Like be Rise totally of Skywalker. By theory. This movie bunks, dog. <laughs> bunks. I had a fan theory that um, nobody were raised parents, and Last Jedi totally bunked that theory. Yeah. But then Last Jedi, then or then Rise of Skywalker, Jedi had to just stroll on up and with debunk their, with their stupid bullshit and their stupid haircuts and just movie take a big bunk. old dump on stage. Movie does not bunk. Does not um, bunk. That, that's our official statement. Rise <laughs> of Skywalker does not bunk. <laughs> what a t- dumb podcast. Okay. <laughs> um, anyway, I like we. The, this movie is so pretty. Like the animation is so good, and the colors are so pretty. Like this movie just puts Frozen in the toilet. Because well, like when you watch Frozen. <laughs> Like, Anna's costume colors are really, really pretty, but, like, everybody else is just, like, blue and white and, like, sometimes black. Like, it's a very, like, it's a very unified color palette, and it honestly gets a little bit boring, like, when you get to the end of the film and everything's just, like, that light blue. Like, it can get a little bit boring. And in this movie, there's so much color, and there's so much, like, purple and, like, orange and, like, red and, like, pink. Like, there's all these, like, really cool colors and the way that they, like, use them, like, in contrast with each other and the way they use it to, like, play on themes. Like, it's so, it's so pretty. Anytime anybody is like, we're gonna have fire, I'm like, dope, that's cool. And they're like, we're gonna have fire, but it's not gonna be red. And I'm like, oh, dog, sign me the (laughs) fuck up. Like, at the end of Sleeping Beauty, where where Prince Philip is fighting the dragon and the dragon's got, like, this green fire... Yeah, all that rules. Dope as hell. God, Sleeping Beauty is so good. Anyway. Um, And then in this movie, when you got the fire spirit, it's like this pink fire that's like jumping from tree to tree, like these blue trees. And it's just like, oh, it's so pretty. Right. Okay, can I I whip out one criticism right now? Because this is one that I really want to stand by. Whip out your Um, criticism. So, Into the Unknown rips. Rips. I'm not here to debate that. Song wrecks shop. Very good. Um, but I think in the context of the story, it feels kind of premature, right? <clears throat> like, do you disagree? I mean, I think it's definitely a jump, but I think it's an appropriate yeah. jump. Because we don't even necessarily know what the the sound is yet, right? Yeah. So, like, she has this conversation with Anna where she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Anna, I'm so happy with things being how they are and like basically what the song is is that she is like bothered by something and she's making the decision to like pull on that thread and you know maybe make some trouble um but like the the song feels more like it should be after she's figured out what it is and is making the decision to definitely jump head first into something that is gonna like shake things up for everybody you know don't you think that would be a more satisfying application of that song? But then she would know, and it wouldn't be into the unknown. It would be, let me go do that but thing. But she doesn't know what's going to happen when she does the thing. She yeah. doesn't know how it's going to go. Yeah. I mean, I it, I think it speaks on fears. It's like Elsa voicing her fears. Like, she doesn't fit into what's going on, even though she would really like to, and she really likes what's going on. She feels like she doesn't fit into it. And so she's like, I've been hearing this crazy voice. I'm going to follow it, kind of, no matter what. Like, like, I I think it's definitely a jump. I just think it's an appropriate jump that makes sense in the context of the story. If it were me, I would have her investigate it. I would have her maybe go see the big mist and have her see, like, the horse and have it, like, be leading her into it. Like, clearly being like, oh, come on. Come on, Elsa. Um, and <laughs> then, then at I that point. That horse. <laughs> <laughs> but then at that point, she, like, sees it. She's like, oh, there's a big fucking thing here. And if I go in there and I engage with this, it's going to change everything. Right? I know that yeah. for certain. It's still unknown. I still don't know what's going to happen. I might be wrong. It might not even be a big deal because that's kind of part of it is that it's a risk. It's not necessarily a guaranteed shakeup, you know. Mm-hmm. I think if she had a stronger I think she would have a stronger motivation to sing that song if she knew for sure something serious was happening, you know. Mhm. 
what I think is I like I like the way that it is now because I think it shows that this like mystery and this history is a <laughs> This mystery that's a part of her history. <laughs> right. Uh, like, is inherently a part of her powers that she's just never been able to figure out. Like, she right. only just recently figured out how to use her powers and how to unfreeze stuff, like, a year ago. So, for her to be like, there's all these parts of my magic that I don't understand, and, like, in this fit of, like, trying to figure things out, like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it and see what happens and so for like all of this magic to come kind of basically just rushing out of her i feel like makes sense and also has cool ties to the rest of the story of this just being like an inherent thing that she just doesn't know the cause of right um i I, also just don't know how she would how she would explore it before having that kind of outburst like because her parents are dead and they can't tell her and there's nobody else that really knows so if she's just like, I'm going to go to the magic forest that our dad told I us already about said, I already time. said the horse could show up and be like, come on, Ilsa. But that would just suck. Like that. <laughs> you know, what I like about the horse is that he's like mysterious and dangerous and isn't like, and isn't like the horse from Tangled. And he's, to the... like, he's like a spirit. If right, but isn't like, it, I'm, come on, I'm, Moody, okay. I would be like, fuck Obviously off, I'm joking when I say that he should go, come on, Ilsa. No, you're serious. But, <laughs> but I'm saying like. The spirit is could still be mysterious. It doesn't even have to necessarily be a full horse, but maybe she could just follow the voice until she sees yeah. the big fucking scary forest, yeah. and then she but can I mean, sing a song. Part, part of the lore that you hate is that they're all all the spirits <laughs> are upset and angry and wreaking havoc because of what happened. So th- she has to like tame the water spirit, and that's what she does when she runs into the ocean. So but why, that's why? just a part of it. Can I ask you a question, or is that count as me being negative about the Real movie? Real probably count as you being negative. What? Okay. Um. But if the spirits want her to come and fix things, why does the horse beat the shit out of her in the ocean? Because they're spirits and they're angry. <laughs> but they can't just, want they, Elsa to not, come fix things. They're not and like, be angry oh, Elsa will come and save. Or like we were wronged and everything is out of whack and we're pissed off. Like I don't think there's as much thought into it as you think. But then why do they even target Elsa? Because she's running into the ocean. Nobody else is running into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) And because they sense that she used magic in her tooth, so they're like, hey, who what the fuck's up with you? Did you say she has magic in her tooth? In her two. Oh, I was like, I don't remember that. In part. her <laughs> as well. Okay. Anyway, I think the writing in this movie is super great. Yeah. It's like it's gonna. The jokes are all really fluid and land really well, and the voice performances are all great. Like in mm-hmm. fr- the original Frozen, there are so many jokes that just fall flat because they're like just weird and like they don't quite work in execution delivered like, in a weird way yeah but i feel like every every line in this movie just feels really natural and really good as it as it as it yeah. unfolds you know yeah and some things never change as a suck as a song just sucks it's the worst it's not good it, that's the way at the beginning yeah no it sucks i hate it it's it, it feels like we have to tell you. It's like what what happened over the, the the time that we weren't here. Like that's just what it is, and that's fine. But it doesn't it doesn't even slap. Like if you're gonna no. have an exposition song, it's gotta slap. Like those are the rules. The I would only, argue that that Into the Unknown is the only song that slaps in this movie. I I really like I like the other songs. They don't slap. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's what I said. I know, but I listen. I just had to think through my thoughts before. Right, I no, totally. But the only things that come out of Some Things Never Change is Olaf throwing the fish back in the ocean when, like, all the fishermen are, like, throwing the fish down the line and Olaf just chucks it right into the ocean. It's right. really funny to me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. And just, like, the content of that song is just, like, aren't you so content and i'm so glad things are never gonna change you're like oh wow i wonder if things are gonna change yeah, and we're not six so we're like oh wow yeah. maybe do you do you think do you Did think you things are gonna change um yeah i, I, don't I really like, like this is kind of related kind of not related i really like how olaf is used in this i think he's really come coming to his own as like his own character Rather than just being, like, an extension of Anna and Elsa's relationship. And he still is that, definitely. But I think he definitely 
starts to have his like own characterization that I think is really cool. Uh, yeah, I think so too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I just phased out for a second. Are you even like, listening oh, to, to me? At this point? <laughs> no, I'm listening. I phased out for a second, and I was like, "Oh fuck, there's nobody else to pick up the slack. I've got to, I've got to say something about Olaf, who I have no outstanding opinions about." Uh, <laughs> but um, the okay, just like um, the sequence where they are like getting driven out of the town by the spirits. Yeah. Because the spirits want them to get out because they know that Arendelle is going to be destroyed, but they care enough to save the people from it. Yeah. Which makes sense and I have no problems with. Listen, my, my, my biggest problem with the movie, I'll just say it now because we're talking about it, is what I thought what the moral was going to be was going to kind of be like, like, was going to kind of be like Thor Ragnarok where they're like... Right. Arendelle isn't a place, it's a people. All your people are safe. It doesn't matter if the kingdom's destroyed. That's what I thought it was going to be. But then it wasn't that, like, even a little <laughs> right. bit. I was like, yeah, oh, no. okay, we just care about the buildings. That's cool. That's <laughs> <Right. laughs> no, fine. Um, but um, there's, that, there's that moment, like, like, all all of the effects in that are super cool, but there's that oh, moment where the, the, like, bricks start like bubbling under their feet in a weird kind of way yeah. that's super tight like it's i responded to that super well. well it's just like all the brocks all the brock jesus christ <laughs> all the broccolis <laughs> all of the rocks okay here's something like... here's something we're gonna do in no nerds allowed phase two okay yeah uh-huh. <laughs> no nerds allowed phase two is the adeline does vocal warm-ups before recording <laughs> phase Shut up. <laughs> that's that's part of the draw of Listen, phase two. I just do that. I so I've started like doing them, and it doesn't help. I'm just I got a problem, dude. It's okay. just a part of it. But it's just because the bricks start just like independently, just like popping up out of like where they're cemented down, just like all at once, and it's just it. Yeah, it's super cool. Right. Um. There's a moment when they're all walking through the woods, and Olaf says like. Oh, a, a magic forest is a place of transformation for all people. And I wrote down, uh, this is a stealth Fantastic Four prequel. Um, <laughs> and Olaf is the thing, and Goff and Anna are Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman, and Elsa's the Human Torch. And I will not be right, taking cool. questions at this time. Great, great, great. Uh, before that, I like, <laughs> first of all, I really like that Elsa communicates with Anna in this movie, even if it's forced and even if she sometimes does still struggle with it. Like, I feel like it shows character growth that she's at least even trying to, like, openly discuss and talk about things with Anna. Like, when they get up on the cliffside and she just basically, like, reveals all the stuff that's been going on. Right. And it's like, uh, oh, okay. But, like, I just I just really <laughs> like that moment of just, like, complete honesty. Right. And that's, and that's part of the uh, thing. I, I also, like... Grandpa Pabble just rolling up out of nowhere to just slam everybody with the t-shirt gun of exposition. <laughs> right, just hitting us with some more lore. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, that, but that's lore we basically already know, right, and that's yeah. what I don't like about it. Um, He's like, remember that thing we told you ten minutes ago? That again. And, like, both Anna, Elsa, and the audience are like, oh my god, we get it. But yeah, but that's the thing is... That, like, it's so refreshing when, like, Anna and Elsa are, like, communicating and, like, having an, a relationship on screen. Sorry, I'm drinking water and I got the hiccups now. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't feel like Anna and Kristoff totally get the same treatment, you know? And, yeah. like, I, I just, I love when people communicate in movies. I hate when conflicts are based on misunderstandings or people interrupting people yeah. before they can finish their whole thought because they're upset or whatever. I I, I can't stand yeah. that. Um, and I think, I think that might just be because of the nature of a proposal that it has to be kind of a secret. Like it is something that you're kind of keeping from somebody until you reveal it. So the fact that there is like a lack of communication between Kristoff and Anna, I read it as Kristoff is purposely not communicating with her because he's going to spoil the fact that he's going to propose. So that's why that misunderstanding happens. And that's a lot more forgivable than just other times that people don't communicate for no reason, right. you know? Right, right, right. Um, the, uh, I love that, like, song that Olaf sings where he's like, oh, and yeah. everything will be, will under I'll understand everything when I'm older, which I think is funny. I think it's a funny enough song and, like, gag. Yeah. But then it's, like, super goofy, and he's, like, getting swished around, and he's flying through the air just singing this little song. And the song is, like, ba-da-da-da-bomp. And they're just, like, 
it's like exactly the same things happening, but now it's all serious and intense, and we're yeah. like scared <laughs> for all the characters. Yeah, it just cracks me up. I think it's so funny. It's really good. And then yeah, and then she Elsa freezes it and makes all those dope statues. Yeah, I like man. that they chose to have the statues be a motif because that was one of the coolest things visually from Frozen was when Anna got frozen into that statue. Right. So I'm glad they continued to have cool statues because <laughs> right. I like them. Yeah, no, and like a lot of the times this movie does kind of play like a superhero movie, you know? Like oh, that totally. sequence where she's like inside the hurricane and like blasting ice at it trying to like free herself, like just the way it's shot like feels like a like an Avengers movie, you know? I don't know. There's yeah, something it about it that's really exciting and cool. Um, yeah. The one thing that I'm mad about from the previews that I feel like we didn't get in the movie is that in the previews, Anna has a sword, and they only give Anna a sword for a minute in the movie, and I just want Anna to have a sword. Well, right, and they even, <laughs> make a, they even make a point of it, right? She picks up the sword, and one of the people from the village is like, where did you get that sword? Like, it's a sword that they yeah. know it's, like, important, and then it never comes up ever again. They yeah. literally, like, No, I like, think it's just because it, it was made of ice, and they were like, hey, what the, what the fuck? No, it seems like it was supposed to be something originally, and they cut it out It was of the something, movie. and then they got cut, um, maybe. Yeah, and I, it it's a dope-ass sword, and I wanted them to keep it. It's so I know, because there's that shot in the trailer, like, some, where something's, like, sneaking up behind the three of them, and Anna, like, grabs the sword from Kristoff and, like, cuts the camera in half, and it's like, oh, <laughs> please give Anna a sword, uh, want, for the love of God. I want Anna to attack me with a sword. No, that's not <laughs> what I mean. I just want, I just want her to have a sword. <laughs> um, so, okay, how do you feel about... Um, Kristoff's Lost in the Woods song, that whole bit. I think it's hilarious. Okay. I I mean, it is very funny, but to me, I just keep asking myself, like, why are you doing this? Why is it this way? I think you have to balance between being funny and kind of stopping the momentum of the movie a little bit. And I was... It's because we've already kind of, like, separated two parts. We've got, like, what Kristoff is doing and what Anna and Elsa are doing. So, because we already have that split, when part of the split is him doing something kind of silly, it didn't feel like we were stopping the momentum of the movie because we were already with Kristoff to begin with. So, if he starts singing a song, it doesn't feel like we've stopped the movie in his tracks. Right. And it was also funny enough that I felt that it was worth it because it was funny and mom thought it was really funny. (laughs) Okay. I don't know. It just kind of takes me out of the reality of the movie. I think a movie like this, I don't know, I guess I can't even say this because these movies aren't very sincere. They're like painfully winking and contemptuous of other things. So I guess I can't even say that. But I don't know. There's something that feels so in-jokey about it. That I just don't, yeah. I don't really like that much. But I don't know, that's just I don't me. know, the joke, the in-joke is really just with parents, because <laughs> right. nobody else is going to get any of those jokes. I got it just because I'm 19 years old, but like a six-year-old is going to be like, oh, Chris, stop singing now, so it's a song, so I'm fine. Right. And then the parents are like, <laughs> Backstreet Boys. And like, for that's, people who that's haven't seen it, it well, not Backstreet Boys, it's like, Chris does sing like an 80s power ballad, like an REO Speedwagon yeah. song. <laughs> Yeah, 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 And it's, like, shot like a music video from the 80s for no reason. And it's like, okay, sure, okay. fine. It's <laughs> um, fun. I like it. Um, <laughs> the more you describe it, the more <laughs> I like it. Um, I like the bit where um, they're in the boat and they're trying to be quiet. And Elsa tells Olaf to try not to scream. And then he does a tiny scream. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> I, I really like... Matthias, what do they call him? Oh, Captain Matthias. Yeah, he can fucking get it at yeah. the end of the movie. He can get he can get it at any time right, in the no. movie. What are you talking about? <laughs> but then about? at the end when he's like, what is this magic? A, a picture? And then they're like, Captain Matthias, we need you. And he's like, all right, well, hey, you can keep looking at that picture of us while I'm gone. I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Matthias is zaddy. But yeah, he's gone. <laughs> but yeah, he's just really great. And I love the character role he plays. And I really like, I think the relationship between the knights and the tribe is really fun. Because you can tell they're, like, on edge, but, like, they kind of also realize that there's greater problems going on than just their beef. Yeah, and I like that we don't waste time with, like, unnecessary fighting, you know? Right. Like... Like, there's not a miscommunication problem even between the knights and the tribe where they're like, you did what you did, and they're just, like, fighting, and, like, we have to be, like, like, 
Anna and Elsa never have to, like, go in between the two tribes right. and try to, like, get one to help and one doesn't and go to the other and the other doesn't help and then something happens and then they both agree to, like, find the same side. Like, we just start with them, yeah. like, already being kind of on the same page. And I, I just thought that was really nice. That is cool. I like that, too. I didn't want to go through all that. <laughs> right. It's kind of like... Uh, no, never mind. I don't care about what I was almost about to say. Um, okay, cool. The um, Not that it was, like, problematic or anything. I just was like, this isn't interesting. Um, <laughs> go, 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 go. I'm just going to be really defensive about it to assuage all your fears. <laughs> so I just have to think about what you might maybe have said. <laughs> right. Um, the, um, ah, fuck. Just like, oh, and I don't know. The next thing I have down is the sequence where she's running into the ocean, which like kicks yeah. ass. Like it's so it's cool. So Even though she has no real motivation to start just Shut running up, into the ocean, but it's fine. Shut up. Um, but like the whole sequence where she's like fighting with the horse and it keeps like pushing her underwater. Like it fucking yeah. rips. It's so cool. It it's like one of the most interesting and exciting like action sequences in a movie. I've seen it in a really long time. And it's so yeah. It's, like, weird how upsetting it is for, like, a Disney animated movie, you know? Because she's gonna fucking drown, Yeah, dog. totally. Like, it's so good. Well, and I love that shot where, like, she has, like, that first try where she, like, puts her, like, coat and boots down. And then she, like, runs into the ocean and then totally just gets, like, overwhelmed by this giant wave. And then immediately the next shot is, like, her, like, staring at the ocean again on the beach and running in again. Like, it's just got, oh, it's so good. The kinetic <laughs> energy is just so good. Um, it's, I, you're gonna you're gonna have to pick up pick up from here because most of what I wrote down for the next like maybe twenty minutes of the movie is just that I don't know what's going on and I wish everything wasn't so okay. complicated. I I really like show yourself more than I like let it go. Oh, what? 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 No, 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 not, no. I mean, I mean, as a character, like <laughs> okay. decision for Elsa, okay. not necessarily as songs, but as devices. If that makes any sense, right? Like in Elsa's like character journey, because the whole point of Let It Go is that she's kind of wrong, like right. isolating herself and giving the finger to society isn't what she wants, isn't what's good for her, and doesn't help anybody, and honestly just makes things worse. Right. And that's kind of what she learns in Frozen. So in Frozen 2, for her to go to that to show yourself to being like, you you are special and loved, but also there are people who love you also. Uh-huh. And, like, it's okay for you to be you. Like, I don't know. I just love that character growth between those two songs. Right. So... I didn't I didn't read that whole sequence as it being like literally the ghost of her mom talking to her. I thought it was just like the memory of her mom through the water in that cave, right? I, I think it's both. Okay. Sure. Um It's both. <laughs> I have a question for you, Adeline, that I think I think you might Hold on. I really I really like that scene right after Show Yourself where she's like going through all the memories. Like I just like oh, visually yeah. it's really, really fun and I like it. That's cool. And I think it's a really cool way to give us exposition because it's also Elsa gain exposition right. and it's in a cool, fun, visual way. Even if they make a stupid Hans joke, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> right. It's fine. Because they can't I they can't not they do it. <laughs> I don't understand what it is because it's like, because th- it's not like they're making fun of Frozen, but they no. just have to like dunk on the antagonist of the previous movie at every possible yeah. opportunity, and I don't understand why. I, I don't like know. other movies I, I, don't I do is, that. It's like an in joke with the fact that. You watched Frozen. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I just don't. Know. I do kind of like that moment I think it's just when because she... there was like that that cultural outrage with Hans <laughs> that was stupid to begin with, right. but they have to identify it also. Right. Um. I also really like the moment when she sees the bit of herself singing "Let It Go" and she kind of like cringes at it. I was like, yeah, I buy that. That's fun. Um. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, because she let the whole point of "Let It Go" was that she was wrong. Yeah. So I like her being like, <laughs> right. Like I like that. Okay. So here's my question for you, Adeline. This is a serious question. Wait, hold on. I've got more. No, 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 no. What are Olaf's eyebrows made of? Snow. Why are they black? Does he have eyebrows? Yeah, he has super yeah. eyebrows. Are they sticks? No. Olaf. Yeah, they're sticks. Nuh-uh. Hold on. At the end of the movie, when they're putting Olaf back together, and it gets out the sticks, she puts he the sticks on the top of her on. head and the, and the arms. Wait. Not on the eyebrows, though. Hey, uh, magic. The, but what are they? What are his eyeballs made out of, Jack? Well, the eyeballs are just eyeballs. 
But then why can't the eyebrows just be eyebrows? <laughs> That's different. Why? <laughs> I don't know. They are. Okay. The, well, I, the eyeballs are magic eyeballs, but eyebra- you can't make eyebrows with magic. <laughs> but... So, okay, 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 here's, okay, either, here's the thing. They're either sticks or magic. You have to so, pick one. So, okay. You, he, she creates eyeballs, right? There are real eyeballs stuck in his, his noggin. No, Jackson, but, I'm looking at a glossy JPEG right here, and they're definitely sticks. But but they're not sticks. Because at the end are, of the are movie... Are you looking at a glossy she JPEG? Doesn't, they look, might look like sticks, but they're not. Because at the end of the movie, when Anna's putting Olaf back together, she doesn't put sticks on his eyebrows, they're just there. Maybe they were inside of his head and they popped out when he came back to life. And what I'm saying is you can't just say the eyebrows are made out of magic because they have to... You, what you, I'm saying that they're like regular eyeballs? eyeballs. They are eyeballs. The eyebrows are not made out of flesh. They're not made out of hair. What are they made out of? Uh, they're made out of the need to have a character express <laughs> emotions properly. You are doing the the Killjoy version of this question. Okay, but I have told you my answer. I want you to play with me in this space. Play with me in this space. Okay, they're they're magical sticks. Like, are you? You can just say that the uh, there's a flaw in Frozen Two. The animators fucked up when Anna puts Olaf back together. She doesn't put his eyebrows on him. What a dweeb. When I say... I need to play like a sound effect. When I say play with me in this space, I don't mean make fun of me. Those are are different requests. Are you sure? (laughs) Okay, what else do you have to say? Because the next thing I have written down is... um, Was what are Olaf's eyebrows made of. So... Okay, great. (laughs) Between wherever you Um, are and when I left... (laughs) <laughs> when yeah. Olaf gets eyebrows. So, two things. I already talked about this. I really like the growth from Show Yourself to Lego. Uh, and I really like I really like how they use the statues as a motif. And I already said that. Yeah. But I like that there are kind of like parallels from... Hold on. I like that there are parallels between Hans and the villain in this movie. Especially with, like, the sword and, like, attacking someone who's unarmed. Like, I like that they, like, have that correlation between the two villains. But because the movie is so obsessed with just dunking on Hans for no reason, <laughs> they can't, like, actually have the conversation. Right. So I just have to be there and, like, be there and be like, oh, that's a cool parallel. And then <laughs> right. move on. Uh, and then I really like, I really like, oh God, I love Anna at the end of this movie. I like that she has to do something by herself. And that shot where she just, like, runs up to the ogres and it's just, like, running away from them. It's just so cool. Right. Like, it, it's it's just super cool. No, yeah. It's, like, a really emotionally intense sequence. It's... Yeah. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's surprising how sort of upsetting some of these sequences are for being... You know, people will say a lot of the time that, like, Disney movies, even, like, their PG-13 movies can be kind of neutered sometimes. But, like... Mm-hmm. I feel like this movie, like, really goes for it in a lot of ways that I just yeah. wasn't really expecting. Except this movie tries to tell me that Olaf is dead. <laughs> yeah, he died forever, Evelyn. He died. I'm just not fucking buying it. Like, I didn't buy it then, and I don't buy it now. Like, when they're, like... Like, when he's like, I'm, I'm melting, I'm gonna die forever. I'm like, you're not gonna die forever, Olaf. Do you know how much money you make? And also, you're a snowman, and we've seen you just get rebuilt whenever. Like, you're not- But Elsa died, Evelyn. Die. Elsa died. I didn't think Elsa died either. Frozen she died. She an ice statue. Frozen died, and she can't make Olaf but again. Anna turned into a statue, and she came back. So why would I think that Elsa can't come back? I think, why would I think, I think that? you're misremembering. I think if you'll look back, you'll remember that Anna did, in fact, die. Yeah, you're right. She's been a ghost. Have you heard of the Mandela? I got a haunted version of Frozen <laughs> 2 that's got Anna in it, even though she's dead. Have you heard of the Mandela effect, Adeline? No, I haven't. Oh wait. That doesn't that doesn't work with the mental <laughs> effects. No, you're you're in an alternate universe now where In an in an alternate universe I have. Where, Is that where, funny? I'm just saying that Anna did die at the end of Frozen and she's not in Frozen 2. Oh, you remembered it wrong? That's crazy. You must be uh, in another uh, universe. Is it Berenstein or Berenstain? <laughs> okay. Surprise, it's both. Sometimes it's just spelled wrong. I fucking hate that one. <laughs> 
Um, Where it's like, are you in universe A or universe B? Sometimes it's spelled this way or sometimes it's spelled the other way. It's like, no, it's just a kid's thing that doesn't have okay. a lot of overviews. So sometimes people spelled it wrong and they're like, what? Do you have anything like that where you like swear to Christ it was one way, but when you look it up, it was something totally different? What are the, what's the toilet paper brand with the bears? The Charmin bears. Yeah, I could have sworn they were red. But sometimes they're blue and sometimes they're brown. Apparently they're different colors yeah. depending on what type of toilet paper it is. Yeah. But I, because there's, I see all the commercials where they're blue. And I was like, hold on a fucking second. Those bitches are red. <laughs> but then I was right. Because yeah. sometimes they no, are they're red No, they're different colors a lot of the time. Yeah. I, th- this one trips me up because it was even like a semi-recent thing. The movie yeah. Passengers, do you remember it? With Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence and they're on a spaceship. I didn't see it. I remember it though. So there's a robot butler. That I swear to God was played by Peter Serafinowicz, and who's the guy who says what a bunch of a-holes in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was the tick on Amazon's The Tick. I swear yeah. to Christ that guy was playing the robot butler, but it wasn't. It was fucking, um, oh, what's his name? The English guy who plays Wesley Snipes on 30 Rock. Okay. <laughs> you know the guy? <laughs> Hold on. Yeah. Um, I want to... I don't think that's the Mandela effect. I think that's just you being wrong. No, I am so sure. Michael Sheen. I am so sure. I am so sure it was... Michael Sheen doing a voice? I am so positive that it was Peter Serafinowicz. Because they don't even look alike. They're not even similar personas. they're playing a robot. But they're playing... Well, they're playing a robot with a realistic personality. Oh, okay. Because we can't have fun anymore. It's like the kind of thing that, like, I... Literally, it's easier for me to believe that I'm in an alternate universe than it is for me to believe that I'm wrong about this. Maybe you just have a big ego. (laughs) That is how sure I am that Peter Serafinowicz was in Passengers. And that movie only came out like three years ago. And I saw it. Maybe you're just dumb. I swear to God. Everybody tweeted Peter Serafinowicz. Ask him if he was in Passengers. He'll say yes. He'll say yes. Um, okay, can I... Again, did I... Do you have anything else to wait, say before on. I get into Dunk Sesh? This... Okay, starting off Dunk Fest. I really like... Well, first of all, I really like the ending of this movie. Because I like that they strike a balance between the new and the old. Like, Elsa is doing her own thing now. But that doesn't mean she's never going to see Anna ever again. They, like, still hang out on Saturdays. Like, I like <laughs> right. that... Like, they're doing something new, but that doesn't mean the complete destruction of the old, right. and I think that's really important and cool. Uh, this poor fucking country has had a different ruler every single <laughs> year for, like, three years. Right. <laughs> like, there's no way that this is, like, a functioning society, right? <laughs> I don't know. I guess so. Um, okay, so I- I'm gonna get into it here. Um Okay. So I mean, first thing I said my I said my piece about Into the Unknown. I feel like it's kind of premature in the story. Um, yeah. I think that basically my biggest beef is just that I think this movie is too convoluted. I think there are too many moving pieces for a ninety-minute animated movie. It's too much, and I wish it were just simpler. It's, it, this is not necessarily a constructive piece of criticism. It's just I don't like what the movie is, and I wish it was something different. <laughs> that i out of a movie like this i want things to be clear cut and specific and it's just it's not it is like so much and it like sprawls outward and like collapses inward and there's like so many moving pieces to it it's just not it's not what i want out of frozen 2 um we spend like no time on the other side of that and on the other side of that, like, I really like that. Like, I like how much they do in this movie. Like, I like how much they establish the world and, like, how they interact with it. And I think it's just because that's what Frozen was. Frozen was just simple A to B, and then they didn't care about any of the details. Right. So I like that this movie kind of takes all the details that Frozen didn't give a shit about and, like, actually does something with them in, like, a cool way that, like, helps the story and builds the world. Right. Like, I, I really like that they do that. I don't like um, that we never see hardly any of the actual citizens of Arendelle, right? Presumably, yeah, no, they that. are the stakes of the movie, but the only time yeah. we see them is when they run out and uh, for a second when they're happy that they don't get killed. 
we have no connection yeah. to them as people whatsoever and they never really show up and they don't feel important. Yeah. Well, because that's, uh, th- that's what makes it even weirder with, like, because, like I said, I thought they, that they were going to do, like, the Arendelle is a people, not a place thing, right. which they, first of all, didn't even do even a little right. bit. But it's weirder, it's weirder for both things if we're not talking about the people of Arendelle, like, even a little bit. Right. Like, oh, like, why do we care about Arendelle? Because they're like, oh, Arendelle is, like, this great place where we, like, care about everybody and try to do good by everybody. And then we kind of prove that that's been wrong the whole time. And so now we're, like, bringing in, like, this new era of, like, actually doing what we said we were going to do. And that's great. But it feels like it doesn't affect anything right. or any of the people totally. or even the kingdom itself. Um, okay, there are two totally superfluous characters that we bring up while we're hanging out with the, the people inside the fog. These two people from yeah. the Magic Tribe that we talk to for a second and it seems like they kind of make friends with some of the main characters. And they never appear in the film again after that. And They appear at the end of the movie. But they don't they don't interact with anybody. They appear visually, but they don't have any meaningful No 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 Honeydew or whatever the fuck her name is is like, Hey Elsa, you belong here. No, that's right. I guess that is the same girl. We could be lesbians, but we're not gonna say anything about it. But my point is is that that character serves no narrative purpose that an anonymous No, you're right. You're totally person right. could I, I would argue that Ryder, who is the guy version, I think he's important because I think we need like Kristoff needs a friend. To, like, kind of help him out. Like, I think that's important. He has his reindeer. I, But I, he needs a person. <laughs> <Since> <laughs> and I think... And then I think Honeydew and Elsa... Honeydew kind of gives us a little bit of exposition. And it, it's kind of cool for Elsa to have a relationship, like, outside of, like, Anna. Like, right. I think that's kind of cool. But it, it, I agree with you. It's too small to really be anything. Anything meaningful. Um, I don't yeah. like... I don't like Kristoff's whole deal in this movie. I think the the his arc is weirdly ill-defined, and the only thing that is an actual obstacle to him is that now is just a super bad time for him to propose, and he should just wait till later. <laughs> and, like, yeah. he has this whole existential crisis about it, when really it's like, no, dude, just not right this instant. Why are you still stuck on this? And yeah. I just think... And it's, you, you have, you made your argument that you think it's, you know, that's sort of the point, but I still think a more satisfying B-plot for Kristoff would be an actual conflict between him and Anna with, um, words and feelings in it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, you know what, you know what would have been cool? What? If Kristoff, like, successfully proposes to Anna at the beginning of the movie and she says no because she has so many hang-ups about romantic relationships because of all the trauma in her life. And then so Kristoff kind of has to, like, make amends with that and realize that's not because she doesn't love him. It's because she's got a lot right. of her own problems that she's got to work through. And he kind of has to go through that. And then at the end of the movie, he proposes again. Or maybe he doesn't propose again. And then it's just like, I don't know. I just think that would be a cooler conflict. That would connect to Frozen better. And I would have her. Some <laughs> yeah. more. I would have her say like, I don't know. I'm nervous about it. Let me think about it. And then he has to kind of stew in it. And then at the end of the movie, she's like, Yes, and they embrace. Um, yeah. Well, because they're in the on in the Jesus Christ in the album. They have a cut song where they propose and then they sing a little song about it. Right. And I think that was supposed to be at the beginning. So I think one of the original ideas was that they got ma- that they got engaged at the beginning of the movie, right. and then other things ensued throughout the rest of the plot, right. and then they just moved that to the end. So I don't know. I don't know what they, their original idea was. I hate the moment when uh, Sven starts literally talking to Kristoff. That's viscerally upsetting yeah, that to me. Sucks. It's the it worst. Sucks. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Um, Look at like reindeers are better than people. Was fun in the first movie. Because it was like it, it was like introducing Kristoff. It was like establishing this weird thing that he does, and it was like endearing and it was simple. And then in this movie, when he's like, "Reindeers are better than people. Why is love so hard?" I'm like, "Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Kristoff." Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I alluded to this before. I don't know why she runs into the fucking ocean. Besides that, she sees an island. 
well, and she's got to she, get to the island. And, she makes, and she's like, I got ice powers. Let's just fucking go. She makes a big deal of like, this is my moment. I have to do this. And she like sends people away because she knows this is important for some reason. When nobody has well, spoken to her ocean, about the island at all before. No, that ocean is super dangerous because of the water spirits. Uh-huh. So dangerous that the boat crashed right. that her parents were in. And that's why they died. Uh-huh. So she's like, I gotta get there, and if I get in why a boat, she the get boat's there? gonna crash, and I'm gonna die. Why does so she want to like, get I there? I just gotta get there with my ice power. Why does she want to get there? Because that's where she thinks the source of all her magic is. That's where she thinks the voice is. But coming why does from. she think that? Because it's out to Holland, and it's the place where all the memories lie, and it's super magical and important. So she's like, that must be where the voice is coming but from. But she didn't know it was there. When she sees it, she's like, of course it's out here. And you're like, well, if you didn't know, why were you going this way? She doesn't even see the island at first. They're just following the voice, and then the voice leads them to the boat, and then they get to the boat, and they're like, oh, out to Holland must be where the voice is coming from, and it's this way. Nah, it doesn't matter. It's bullshit. Um... You're wrong. You're wrong. Um, you're you're dumb and you're wrong. I, I kind of, I just don't like the whole sequence in this movie where Olaf fucking dies in existential death and is like, I'm not so afraid of being dead. And then Anna sings a song <laughs> yeah, about depression and how everything seems yeah. so hopeless. I'm like, nah, nah, this isn't doing it for me. I'm not into I, this. I, li- I like Anna's song. I, I really do like that song. I agree with you about Olaf. It, <laughs> t- t- the movie just hams up Olaf's death so much. Yeah. And I'm not a fucking idiot, so <laughs> I know he's not dead. Like, if, like, I get, uh, it's, it's because Anna is so upset that Olaf is dying, but she doesn't really connect it to the fact that maybe Elsa is dead. Like, if she, she's like, I'm totally alone, and if she, like, really, like, voiced that more, then I would get it, but because it just feels like it's all about Olaf, and I know that right. bitch isn't dead, I'm like, okay, we gotta, we gotta do other but things. But see, that's just another thing I don't want, right? Like, I don't want the protagonist in Frozen 2 to go into a depressive episode after the death of her close friend. <laughs> and Maybe I sing do. sing a song about how all hope is lost. I'm like, no, fuck off. I know all hope isn't lost. Like, I'm not stupid. Listen, I'm here. I'm here for the drama. <laughs> you just love drama. I'm here um, for the drama. And then, uh, what are Olaf's eyebrows made of? They're magic. What are they made of? And also, they're just they're just eyebrows. Oh, I had a thing I wanted to say about how. Uh, that line when she says I prefer you in leather and how I actually kind of like it but I guess we won't get to that okay <laughs> do, you, do you do you have some sins you need to expose <laughs> no. or I just think that like it's sort of a subtle way of feeling kind of sex positive and like when she wants to kiss him in the in the chariot also is like you know it's yeah. like sex positivity in a way that's palatable for children that I kind of appreciate and yeah. like Put that before we did the review, <laughs> oh, and then we're good. You want you want that to stay in the podcast? Yeah, no, I like that. Okay, cool. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, I think, like, yeah. Like, they're adults, and they're in a healthy romantic, romantic relationship, and sometimes they do, like, it's just sex positive, yeah. but in a child-friendly yeah. way, and I think that's important. It's a good message. Because our, our society, even though it's getting better, is still very taboo about, like, talking about sex, and I think it perpetuates a lot of really bad things about sex that could be fixed if we just talked about it and if if we want to have sex with thick daddies thick zaddies yeah just with tight we should be able to and his cape at the end god (laughs) does um oh wait does Kristoff have a cape no but you're talking about matthias's cape i'm talking about okay okay. yeah Kristoff don't have a cape he's got to show off them buns and that's why he's not hot (laughs) So, uh, Adeline, do you want to hear a uh, a review of Frozen 2? I do. I'm going to shake up the format a little bit this time, okay? Uh-huh. Um, this is this is not a review from an anonymous rando. This is a review from an esteemed film critic, all right? This review is from okay. um, David Sims of The Atlantic. He is a personal favorite film critic of mine. Uh, he gave the film three, out of, or three and a half out of five stars, and he wrote, Christoph Thick, though. Uh, Matthias is thicker, and that's all I <laughs> No, he's say. not thicker. He's he's not thicker. He's hotter. He's hotter. But Kristoff is way thicker, Adeline. He's very thick, I agree Yeah, Kristoff's thick, though. It's it's from right in that reindeer, am I Yeah, right? he's zaddy. My name's Jackson McMurray. Yeah. 
My name's Adeline McMurray. And this has been No Nerds Allowed. So the takeaway, the takeaway is Matthias, hot as all get out. Kristoff, thick as all thick get as out. Thick <laughs> Cries the whole movie, still thick as a ham dinner. <laughs>